0: Hey, what is up, y'all? My name is Chris Creed. Let's have some fun. (laughs) Hey, listen, this podcast is going to change everything for you. This show is for online entrepreneurs who want to grow and scale their income and impact. It's where I give you strategies and tactics from the best marketers and business owners in the world to help you stay visible and relevant and impactful. Because you are a change maker. You help people with your courses, your trainings, your books, your live events, and you continue to show up and do the work. So whether you're just getting started or you've been in the game for years, I made this podcast to help you on your journey. Welcome to the Storywell Marketing Podcast. All right, let's do this yes we're here let's do this (laughs) man how man how are you guys liking this so far are you enjoying this new season I, i feel like we've gotten so much value out out of out of our guests so far and we we've only had one so this is the second one of the season and i i just can't man I'm so grateful for them. Um, I'm so grateful that I know them and that they were willing to come on the show and talk to you guys about all this stuff. Because, yeah, they're geniuses, man. I, what can I say? Like, they're. I, yeah, I, I'm so grateful that to have them as friends. So, and today is no different. This guest, Renee rebar guys I am so excited for you to hear from Renee I, I I was you know I knew a little bit of Renee's story but we we kind of went uh, you know back into the the deep tracks where you know she kind of got started on her on her journey as a, a very very successful and experienced uh, salesperson and she has been in sales specifically high ticket sales for a long time. And she teaches people how to do it for themselves and like coaches them through it. And that is what she does for a living now. But before that, you know, she had a lot of different companies. She had a soda company. She was in, uh, you know, telecom back in the day. She was selling pagers on the streets of New York. And, I, you know, I'm not going to spoil any more of it, but you got to listen to this. It is going to be so much fun. But just to give you like an idea of what we're going to talk about today. Basically, at the beginning, we're going get, to get into like sales as a life skill, like it is important. If you learn this and master it, it is going to help you in all areas of life. Even if you never sell a single thing that it, you exchange money for, it can still help you. It's a skill that you um, should should cultivate. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get any more into that right now. Uh, you'll have to listen to this interview. It's it's unbelievable. Uh, I think you're really going to get a lot out of it. But be sure to stick around to the, to the end because she gives a mind-blowing strategy for How to turn like small, seemingly small deals, especially with bigger companies, into five figure, six figure deals for, you know, for done for you services, for agencies, for uh, freelancers, things like that. So I'm not even going to talk about it anymore. You just got to listen to the end. It's amazing. All right. Here's my interview with Renee Rebar. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm so excited today because we get to talk to Renee Rebar. Renee is a sales genius. She sold millions of dollars in products and services and trained thousands to sell for the first time. She truly has this one-of-a-kind laugh-and-learn teaching style I can personally attest to from someone who's learned a great deal from her. She's a TEDx speaker, does trainings at global conferences. And the bottom line is, she says, learning to sell is a non-negotiable skill. And she is truly, truly really good at breaking it down and making it simple and fun. Renee, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank
0: you, Chris. I'm so excited. This is going to be fun. Yes, it is going to be fun. I'm excited. Um, so you sent me this and I'm, I'm going to read it and then I have, I have some questions about it. Okay. So okay. To go to <laughs> detail. Okay? so you said that you started selling pagers for Skytel on the streets of Manhattan in 1994. And by 1998, you had had your own ISO specializing in B2B selling for telecom where you made your first million. And then since then, you've seeded two more companies... And taking some intense personal journeys, so let's just dive into that and uh, see. I, I want to know all about that.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, no. Thanks for asking. And you know, it's funny whenever you for for you or anyone listening, you know, whenever you get a form, we don't really the person who filled it out doesn't get a copy, right? And I'm always like, what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: I'm a little surprised. nervous about
1: what mood I was in in a
0: moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew that. Too.
1: To rewind the tape, like 1994. How old were you in 1994? Do you remember?
0: Uh, yes, I do. I was um, six years old. Awesome. Yeah. So
1: you didn't have a pager, but
0: I it was not. high
1: tech. This yeah. was the first time these Skytel Sky, Sky pagers were the first time you could get a text like alphanumeric. Like that's that was a word people like that used in like they knew what alphanumeric was. Because that meant I can write words. Now, How <laughs> it, I mean, this was literally like the most it was what the, all the rappers had. You know what I mean? It was like it was the Bentley of telecom at the time. Like if you had a SkyTel SkyPager, you were what? It was like champagne and and like the best. So to be on that team was already a high honor. Um, And to go to businesses, we were talking to the business owners, but oftentimes it was their employees that were like, yeah we want one can we get one for ourselves so (laughs) we had to actually negotiate that in we didn't so we had to make sure that we didn't just have to sell to businesses that we could sell to individuals also because there was this because again we were an outside outsourced sales organization and one thing that the clients are always concerned about is crossover and that we would outsell their own employees their own stores their own uh, efforts internally So we had some negotiating there, but when we did, it was like, watch out. Our office at that point was downtown. If you're familiar with Manhattan, Mm -hmm. right right by South Street Seaport, like right across the street from South Street Seaport. Wow. So at 7 a.m. when we were coming in, especially a girl in heels, the subway doesn't come really near there. You have to walk, and the cobblestone streets are horrible, and the fish smell from Fulton Fish Market was horrible, especially when you're 21 years old or – yeah. And you know you had fun the night before. <laughs> so we would come in in the morning into the office, and this you know this was really one of this was one of my first sales jobs. I had started out in upstate New York, where I went I had just graduated from college, but I got asked, invited based on my sales skills in Albany to come to the Manhattan office and start on this new, hot, exciting telecom deal. Right? Oh, okay, cool. Because before that, we were working with nonprofits and restaurants and golf courses, so it was good, but it wasn't sexy. So this yeah. was like, you got on what team? Wow, that's hot. So when we did that, I what I learned right away is that this interaction face-to-face, it's like it's like stage actors, right? Or people that you see in movies are like, oh, I just I I cut my teeth on the stage. Why do they like the stage? Because they can see right away the reaction. They mm-hmm. can see right away that they can gauge the conversation quickly. So that's where I cut my teeth on human communication and being able to pivot quickly if need be. And see also, most importantly, and what I still use today, words that work, right? Words that incite the right emotion at the right time. So just like a a seasoned professional actor, a seasoned professional salesperson can read the audience. They can read the room. They can read the person, even on the phone, because we learned to sense the the tonality and the, the, the vocal variations in the person we're communicating with. That is a life skill, but it is teachable. And so that is why I get so excited about talking about roots of like, you know, the streets of Manhattan and it, and the streets of Manhattan are not friendly. Like people will make you cry. If you're not from there, like I used to have people, you know, people move to Manhattan all the time. And so as a part of my sales journey, I also trained people as a part of my work. And, um, I mean, people would move there from all over the world and, a lot of them would cry.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: But it truly is, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. It is not. Yeah. And even now I have lived away from Manhattan for over 20 years. When I go back, sometimes the toll booth collectors make me want to cry. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what did you just say to me? <laughs> so, it, it, so in terms of like how I started and the streets of New York and that high tech world, being able to read people was the best lesson. And then that taught me how to own my own business, how to own my own space. So when I was teaching people, when I had the independent sales organization, we worked with AT&T and I got that deal because of the work I did with Skytel because Skytel is telecom. And then when you look at the timeline, AT&T is telecom and they had right around 96, they were buying out all the baby bells. So SBC, Bell South, all of those. And my teams were called the feet on the street teams. And we were out there face to face, business to business with those small to medium sized business owners, um, acquiring and retaining the clients so it was it was big business and I rode that telecom like a pro surfer and so (laughs) that funded a lot of the other things that I did specifically the next company that I started which was a beverage company yeah Um, and so that learning how to the real key here, the takeaway that I want the audience to have is you can learn to read people. You can learn to communicate one-on-one. And when you couple that with words that work through professional sales training, which can come from courses, it can come from online work, it can come from being in a room, a workshop with someone, you will never lose, no matter what you do for a living. No, and no, yeah. and no matter if sales is not even a part of your job description, it will help you, if nothing else, convince the kids to eat their vegetables. <laughs> Yeah. convince your friends to go to the restaurant you want to go to on, 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 you know, on, on, uh, the night out you get. Mom's
0: yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really interesting. So I'm, I'm intrigued by, like, I, I would love to hear like an example of, of, a, of a conversation. Like if you were trying to sell me on, on pagers or you can do whatever you want, yeah. but like, like I, I would love to hear that. And then maybe you take a step out and talk about why the the words worked just, just to give me some context of what that, what that would look like.
1: Absolutely. So in, so before the Internet, right, we had a, we had a lot of t- trouble finding out information about people before we would start a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. This was a big part of discovery of sales outreach was we would buy data even from like Dun & Bradstreet like just to get someone's email address because people actually you know open to their email they open their email still I, I yeah. love my emails yeah. but it is I mean it was like a 98% open rate right back in 1997 you know right. yeah so right. it was like a special thing to get an email yeah um, so it was hard to find information about people before we talked to them so oftentimes we would walk in 100% cold so people ask me today and I'll get back to this what you're asking specifically, maybe I'll say it all the time. Do you do cold outreach? I'm like, why would you ever? There is everybody has a freaking social footprint. You don't need to be cold. You will n- look them up on YouTube, look them up on iTunes, Google them. They're talking about something. If it's their dog that they just got because you know, or, or if it's their new car, or if it's their job promotion. I mean, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, join the conversation. It never has to be cold anymore. Yeah. But rewind the tape to 1994. And to give you an example of a conversation with Skytel Skypaders, we would literally, we would get a map, which was like a sheet of paper with a grid. And this was your territory. So when I was first starting, um, I had like Alphabet City in Brooklyn. And like, mm-hmm. and then I got like Grand Concourse in Detroit, in, Detroit, in, the, in the Bronx, which is like Detroit. Um, <laughs> I mean, I remember going out and they're like, are you a cop or a prostitute? I'm like, Neither. because no. I was like dressed no. up. Right? I wasn't like off like a trench coat and like heels because yeah. I had a presentation portfolio and my identification around. <laughs> <laughs> so we would walk in cold. So an example of a conversation is, hi, how are you? Like you have to break the ice. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, sure. I'm a human. How are you? Um, and it. And whoever you spoke to first, you don't know who they are. It could be the owner who just happened to be at wherever, whatever door you walked into. It could be his daughter. It could be the, the third level secretary. It could, you don't know who you're talking to. So that alone can be eliminated by all the social media access we have right now. But this was an example. Hi, how are you? Oh, Great. They ha- you have to get them talking to you first. It doesn't matter what you have. I literally could have had free bricks of gold in my pocket. They would not have wanted it had I not broken the ice first. Yeah. And we actually did this experiment in Times Square, not with bricks of gold, by the way, but with dollar <laughs> bills where we set our reps out, said, listen, go to Times Square. Because everyone's like, oh, it's the territory. People still say that. Oh, it's my product. It's not. It's how you're explaining it. People still buy stuff all the time. If they're telling you no, believe me, they're going to go turn around and blow that same money on something else that isn't as worthy as yours, but it's because you didn't explain it right. So with the experiment that we did, just to prove this point of how you have to break the ice first, we had him go give what we give him, 20 buck, 20 individual singles, and you couldn't say anything. You just had to just try to hand them out. People were like, I don't want that.
0: Yeah. Weird.
1: Dollars, but yeah. like, what, that. what are you giving me? Why are you giving it to me? Right? <laughs> so when you walk into a business back in the day, it was like, hi, how are you? You have to get them talking to you. Yeah. And then you like break the ice, like great business you have here. I was, and then you have to have a reason as to why you're there. So the internet gives you a reason to reach out and proximity every day of, the, of your life. Customers are everywhere. People Ab- they're crawling all over you. <laughs> a, I have no clients. Okay. How many Facebook friends do you have? Oh, 4,092. I'm like, Okay. Can you start? You want to start there? I mean, as opposed to talking <laughs> about cold outreach, you have people four thousand people apparently who know you at least a little. All right. So you got to figure out. So hi, how are you? Great. Okay, awesome. Can you tell? I taught this a lot. And
0: <laughs> I love they it. Say,
1: so they have to have a story, right? Like, yeah, well, what are you doing here? Oh, well, I was just talking to Bob two doors down and giving him uh, a deal on this on this new Skytel Sky Pager, and he, and so you show right, and then yeah. you explain. Oh, really? Yeah. What did Bob? I know Bob. He's a he's a Wrangler. What does he want to do with it? Well, he was gonna use it for his three employees. And you know, again, I said I was talking to Bob. I didn't say Bob bought anything. I just yeah. said I was talking to him, which is true. I did talk to him. Yeah, and I did that's have awesome. his three employees. So you gotta use the information of which you've been given. Sometimes it is like as thin as a playing card. Like sometimes you have barely any information, but you gotta use it in that story. Well, what the heck are you doing here, kid? Well, I was talking to Bob, three doors, you know, two doors down and he's got, you know, he's going to use this here about this for his three employees to keep in communication when they're out at meetings and when they have to travel, he doesn't have to, they don't have to use phones because at that time, nobody had cell phones. Um, So the Skytel was where you could literally send them a a printed message electronically quickly. Remember, faxing was new.
0: Yeah. That's wild.
1: so yeah. this was, so why are you, so hi, how are you doing? Got to get them talking to you. Why are you here proximity? And then you can start talking about how someone else is going to use it. Oh, that starts to give them ideas, right? We do that all the time with testimonials and case studies and examples. So that's how it relates to today. Yeah. And then, and then, and then at that point, you're going to say, do you want to hear what, what do you want to hear more about this and what I think you could do for you? Or do you have a couple minutes so I can ask you a couple questions to see if this is even valid for you? Or do you have time for a, a few questions so I can see if you qualify for the promotion we have? Oh, if you qualify for the, I have to qualify?
0: Well,
1: <laughs> <Nice>. Yes, <laughs> because you have to let me keep talking and sign the paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> but in reality, we want them to call, to walk towards us, even though we walked into their business cold, no call, no appointment.
0: Yeah, that's fascinating. I, lo- I love that. I, and then thanks for breaking that down for me. So you said that you took this and then. When, when you went into your beverage company and stuff, you and everything else that you've done since, like you use those same skills. So how does that right. how does that translate to maybe, maybe even a bigger deal, you know, of some sort? What is like, you know,
1: well, to people, so like we are t- uh, in a mastermind together and I have yes. a presentation I'm giving soon and uh, it's all about corporate, right? How to get into corporate accounts. Well, that's all I ever did. So when I came to the online space, I was like, oh, this is easy. It's like shooting a fish in a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> They're talking about stuff. They're giving up information all the time. I don't need much to, con- to start a conversation. People are already talking to me. Yeah. So um, when it comes to corporates, how to get to those bigger accounts, um, the, thing, the, the products and services and the, and the expertise that we already have, whoever's listening to this already have. If you own a business, you have a product, you have a service, you have an expertise, you're offering to people currently, or you'd like to. And we sometimes look at, well, I just want to sell to that one solopreneur. I want to sell to that other small business. Hey, you can. I've got, there's, no, no, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to sell to IBM or if you want to sell to a bigger company, you don't sell to IBM. You sell to Bob.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? So you've got to find one person in the company that you have some sort of connection with, even if it's a third-level connection on LinkedIn, to start the conversation. And then start to ask questions and then start to qualify them give them an opportunity to qualify or disqualify themselves and then ask for another meeting or ask for a meeting or then ask for a meeting with somebody else if they're like well I don't deal with that oh, what department does oh it's well, such and such awesome okay great so the advice I'm gonna give in the in the give is you usually start with the sales department because sales will always tell you everything because they yeah they love to talk.
0: yeah that's a good call. So in terms yeah. of getting
1: into corporate, it never it still never has to be cold. Find one person in that whole organization that you have some connection with. And this kind of harkens back even to like getting a job. I remember like leaving college, even like prepping to graduate. And everyone's like, you know, work your network and, you know, get your... Cause back then we didn't have LinkedIn or anything. So yeah. it was like, get your resume ready and, you know, talk to the people in your network so you can, you know, you can get your resume put to the top of the pile and yeah. like, I mean, for resumes and stuff. You know, you'd like put it on, <laughs> you like brand it.
0: Yes. So, um,
1: that's the equation. <laughs> that's the equivalent of that is connect with your network. It never, it will never hurt your business to network with people. Yeah. Never eat lunch alone or never eat alone. That's like a great book. Um, always like you and I, like, how did we find, how did we connect and become friends and business colleagues <coughs> by having a meal together? Right. Yep.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I and mean, we shared an Uber that night too. Like, and so I mean, the oh, right, right. conversations it's, it. you know, I, I, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, you're, you're a champ at it for sure. And networking is, is just as scary to me as, as I think some people feel about sales. I think a lot of people feel about that where it's like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just kind of floating out here and, and in the network and like not really intentionally connecting with people. And I think you do a really great job of that.
1: Yeah, we could, let's talk about that for a second because I think the, the problem people have with networking to make a sale is they feel like they're going in with ill intentions, right? Well, if I go to this networking event, virtual or in person, with the intention to sell my product, then my connections with these people aren't genuine. That's often a story that we tell ourselves. And so my response to that is, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if what you have will help them. But what you do know is that they're humans. And you yeah. know that every, and what you need to, the, the new story needs to be every person, every human that I connect with is either a connector, a collaborator, or a client. And mm. the worst, they're just a nice person. And I'm a nice person. And you know what? Maybe down the road, we'll continue to connect. Uh, the online social media platforms today make Follow up and continuing to connect done automated right yeah. oh, like with our little you know let's connect on LinkedIn or let's connect on Facebook or let's you know it's it's automatic um, so it all, a lot of the things that were hard before aren't don't have to be hard so in terms of networking go in with the intention to connect and then automate the follow up by making sure you're connected on those other platforms and then ideally invite that you know, get their email book a call for later and have that call not try to be a sales call but it is it could be but it is a fur is deepening the connection right yeah. hey i am so glad we met hey we want to get back to that that uh, programming that's going on or hey now's not a great time to obviously get to know each other too much because we don't have time but let's set up a time to talk when we do have you know 15 20 minutes oh okay cool and then they can set their time so when it t- comes to networking and how that relates to sales i don't go into the networking event saying Who can I sell to? I go in with the intention of meeting good people, two, three, four, maybe 10 people per event. And if it's only one or two, that's fine too. And then making intentional effort to reconnect with them or continue the connection. Based on that, once I get to know them and they get to know me, then we might understand wow, this person would benefit from buying from me, or I might benefit from buying from them, or our audiences might benefit from buying from each other. Yeah. So there's lots of opportunities that open up once I start the networking with the intention of getting to know the person. Which is the same thing going back into the field of selling SkyTel SkyPitch. I got to get them talking to me first. And then I have to get to I then I have to get to know them and tell them a little bit why I'm why I'm here. Well, I was talking to Bob, three doors two doors down, he's got three employees and this is what they're doing. Let me ask you some questions. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So it's the same exact thing.
0: What and what do you look for? you don't have, you can tell me personally what you look for, but like, what, what should people look for, um, as kind of like clues that maybe you should pursue as a, as a lead instead of just a connection?
1: That's a great question. So leads are connections. Connections are leads they are interchangeable and they can always morph just like Pokemon, right? (laughs) I have a nine-year-old son, so Pokemon's a big deal in our house we just, we just watched the movie again. And um, he was like, Oh yeah, they're always evolving. Right. So relationships are always evolving. Businesses are always evolving. People are always evolving. So never just discount. Oh, that's just a connection or that's a lead. They're the same. Connections are lead leads are connections. So that was a great, um, that question actually, hopefully opened up a can of worms to opportunities like, Oh wait, I have lots of connections, AKA leads and vice versa.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. And so, so I, I, yeah, go ahead.
1: The answer is, is that there's no difference. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah,
0: of course. And so, okay, well in, in, let me, let me see if I can go deeper into that. Then what, what happens? Like when, when does transactions start happening for like right. business to business? So like how, like, you know.
1: Yes. So, as I get to know someone, there are certain things that they might say that make me go, oh, that's something that my clients often have said before they became my client, right? Right. So I'm having, you know, so how do I even broach those subjects? So if I want to go further, faster, I might get to know them. And then it's, I mean, I'm a naturally curious person. So for me, I, and, I, and again, I've done this for 26 years, so I feel like it's also trained me to To do it regardless, even my husband's like, "Are you interviewing me? Are are, I'm asking questions?" Uh, So the as you get to know somebody, you have a connection. You met them somewhere, and as you get to know them, ask you can you can strategically ask, or you can just know that you want to eventually know what they do for a living. I want to know about you as a person, and I want to know about what you do for a living. Sometimes you also want to ask them, "Well, how do you make money?" How does your business make money? So sometimes you can get to know somebody and you can get to know what they do for a living, but the way they've explained it still doesn't answer that question. How does your business make money? And since a lot of the people listening to this are businesses that can help other businesses save time and make more money in a variety of different ways, right? Funnels and design and ads and all the different ways, video, all of the things. All of us basically do that, right? I can help you save time and make more money. So when I know what a, who a person is and how they explain what they do, and then I ask, well, how does your business make money? Or I can ask, what's your biggest revenue generator right now? Or I can ask, what's your favorite thing to, to sell? I'm, I, that's a question I like to ask. Or what's, what's your favorite thing to deliver? That's a better question sometimes, right? Because it's, I might like to sell this, but I really like to deliver this. Well, so what, which one brings in, your, brings in more money for your business? So I'm not like asking, like, how much money do you make? Um, it's not really, that's not really a demarcation point of like, or a, or a slot or a silo of how I silo people. I've seen sure. that mistake made a lot. Like, I want to target businesses that make 30 million or more. Yeah, but businesses that make a million might also buy what you what you have. So don't discount them because you don't think they qualify. Let yeah. them disqualify themselves. It's not up to us to disqualify people. It's up to them to disqualify themselves. Right.
0: I love that. Okay. That, that makes a lot of sense. And that's super helpful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Those three
1: questions. That's the the three you can take away, put it, put in your pocket.
0: That's, that's perfect. And, um, so when let's, let's move into, um, like bigger, like higher ticket things. So we're, just, we're talking about, you know, you mentioned 30 million, you mentioned like, I, I, I'm thinking about like freelancers or agencies or people who can help businesses do stuff like marketing or, or consulting or whatever it is. I think a lot of people might even have a hard time putting together an offer for five or six figures, much less closing it or negotiating it. So what are the secrets to like making that work in your favor and actually close the deal?
1: Okay. So this is what I do. I mean, this is what I do every day with my clients and specifically the women in my mastermind all the time. Um, I just had, a, I just had a woman, uh, who signed a 20, I want to say it's $24,000 deal just for SEO. Um, but she's a brand designer. So how did that happen? Well, because she already got the client initially cause they came to her like, I need a logo. So in the past she would have been like ah, logo. It's such a, I don't want to do another one off. I'm like, it's an initial deal. You've got to get in bed. You've got to get in relationship. You've got to do something. Get in the relationship. Don't be afraid of the tiny, you know, like the initial apparent one-off because it's never going to be a one-off if you do it right. So do the logo. Or like if they're like, I want a logo. Like, okay, great. I love doing logos. Let's talk. So you have a conversation, and you start asking, "Well, where do you want to use the logo? What, how, why do you want this logo right now? Are you creating a new product, a new offer?" Oh, okay. So like, you now you know they're creating, they're launching something. If you're a brand designer, then you might be like, "Okay, well, I'll do your logo," and then I'll probably, all, and then I'm going to position myself with a follow up call that talks about progress, opportunities, and next steps to be able to continue the conversation and talk about what else I can do for you. Because most people don't want to hire someone else; they just want you to know what they're what they're thinking to take action right? We hate explaining ourselves. We're like, I got all these thoughts in my head, but I can't get them out. If you're already working with somebody, it's so easy to keep working with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she built this deal up. This is a client she's had for over a year and they just launched this new website, which she got paid to do. She outsourced the website build, but regardless, she did the branding for it. And now she's like, okay, so now you're going to bring more people to it. So she did a deal where she did a bunch of branding for their social platforms. And she's like, and I'll hook you over the SEO. Now she outsources the SEO, but they don't care. She's an agency. They yeah. just know that they're like, I want SEO. So she, they kept saying that. So she could have been like, well, I don't do SEO. Or she could have said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you a bundle deal.
0: Amazing. I love that.
1: <laughs> so how do you do that? You have to be okay with what do people ask you about all the time? And this is not a new thing, right? What do people ask you to do? I just did, I just did my show yesterday on this about like, I had a client who's a photographer. She used to get pissed. People were like, oh, I just want a headshot. I'm like, don't get upset that that's what they want. That's what they, that's what they're telling you. So instead of being like, oh, just a headshot, be like, okay, yeah, I can do a headshot. Knowing that when you ask questions, like, so how are you gonna use the headshot? Where are you gonna use the headshot? So tell me about your family, tell them about your, you know, and then like start talking to them and like, oh, your grandma, oh my goodness. You know what, we just did, that reminds me, we just did this amazing shoot where we started out with a headshot, got everybody pretty and makeup and outfits. And then the last 20 minutes, we brought the whole family and three generations in one photo. And I'll be honest, that was a year ago. I just got a, the reason it came up was I just, I, I got a thank you card from them because the grandma had passed and yeah. they have now this beautiful photo, whatever. together, oh. yeah. All of a sudden you just turned a headshot into a $5,000 offer because you're able to connect with them ask some questions and share a little bit of a story about something that somebody else did exactly like Skytel sky painters, sky right? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. What are you doing here? Well, I was talking to Bob two doors down and he was going to use this for his three employees to help communicate while they're on the road. Oh really? Same concept, same exact structure.
0: Wow. That's, that's incredible. So, I mean, I, I wrote down like, don't be afraid of going into an initial deal and, right. and, and, and see being curious. Like, I I feel like it all goes back to curiosity and asking questions. Like you said, like, Oh cool. I can do that. Let's talk. And like, that's the, like, like, that's the key. Right. So getting, getting them in conversation and, and not, I think, I think even a bigger point would be to not for me not to just shut it off right there. Right. Like, I feel like that happens a lot where it's like, sure I can do uh, a headshot for you or sure I can build a logo and that's it. That's all I'm doing. Right. Yeah.
1: No, right, exactly. So let that be what they initially ask you for. But then you take the role as the business owner and say, I know what to do now. I know to ask more questions about it. Tell me more about this big project. So then you become more than just a, oh, he's the guy who did my headshot. You become a thought partner with them. You become a strategic planner with them. Like that's that's worth its weight in gold. They're probably not even getting that from their business coach. So you then become invaluable in their business and anything else you present, they'll at least consider, which is really all we ask anyway. Yeah. Think about how much we pay for views.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Wow. That was epic, Renee. Is there, is there anything else you want to add about that? And then I have three, I have three like lightning round sort of questions that I just want to... Zip through if that's cool. Let's
1: uh, do it. Let's lightning round. <laughs> okay,
0: let's do it. Well, that was awesome. Thank you so much. Okay, so the first one is just what are you most excited about right now, and it could be in business, life, like whatever.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm most. I'm most excited right now about the growth of my business and the women in my mastermind, as well as the students in my courses, because no. Ma- I, I've said this for years because I've been selling for 26 years that. There could be a zombie apocalypse and my students, my people would know how to keep their business open and a roof over their head and food on the table. Now, I didn't think I was going to incite a zombie. (laughs) However, I still hold firm on my spot. So I am most excited about the fact that the people that I work with are fine. Their their families are fine. Their confidence is fine. Their businesses are fine. And they're adding to the economy and they're, they're able to support what's most important to them.
0: That's incredible. You do do a really good job of, I don't know, keeping rallying people together and 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 uh, and teaching incredible stuff to keep people going. So I'm 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 glad for that. I'm glad you're here. Um, So okay, what what was holding you back uh, from starting your journey as a as entrepreneur?
1: Well, I mean, I started my journey as an entrepreneur in 1996. So what held me back then? It, so I've had three companies and that was my first company, the ISO. Um, I say, and then, then, then I had the beverage company. Then I had this online info business. And so I feel like each time it was, is it worth it? Um, because I do know my, I, I come from an entrepreneurial family. Um, generations of entrepreneurs, new ideas being discussed at the dinner table, other income streams being, being suggested at picnics, um, you know, ways to collaborate, connect and, and, and create new income. Constantly a part of my world. I mean, I can think both on both sides. So I know the effort and personal time that is required to make something work, to like get it <laughs> off the ground. Like I always picture like a new business as like a car that's, that's sitting there, this beautiful car, You've imagined it. You've figured out what paint color you want, what kind of spin, you know, spinners you want, what kind of, you know, what kind of chrome you want, uh, what kind of engine, but it's parked. And sometimes it's an emergency break is on. And like, you're like, you like, I got it all figured out. Push, and then you're pushing it and pushing it. And you're like, why isn't it working? Well, because you can't do it alone. That's why. Yeah. You need help. And you got to take that emergency break off. And a lot of times that's a mental block.
0: Yeah, 100%. I, I felt that too. I think I think mental and beliefs or whatever else is like involved i think that's that's some of the biggest walls we have to break down for sure um and sometimes over and over again (laughs) well renee this was amazing where can people find you and and connect more with you
1: yeah i am all over the internet but the best most central hub is always my website so and that is just my name.com and it's a weird name though it's like r-e-n-e-e i mean renee can be misspelled a hundred ways let alone rebar so and there's an h in there (laughs) whenever I go to like the library or the doctor's office or anywhere, you have to like give your name first. Like, oh, you're here. I'm like, it's H. I don't even say rebar because people like start immediately with the R, right? right. Like, it's R. <laughs> so H-R-I-B-A-R. <laughs> I'm at awesome. H. Not a lot of H-R's out there. P.S.
0: <laughs> That's
1: They're like,
0: true. oh, are you Renee? I'm like, yes, I am. I am, yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I, I I will definitely post that in the show notes and, and all of these notes I took today. But Renee, thank you so much. I am super grateful for you as a friend. And, uh, and thank you for doing this interview. Um, yeah, and we'll, we'll talk soon.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.
0: All right, no problem. Thank you. Hey, wasn't that awesome, man? I was just like blown away. Like, when when do you get to talk directly to someone who who teaches that at that high level? Like, I just felt like I was in a you know a sales masterclass um, coaching program right there. Like, Renee is just so solid. Like she has that all of that stuff. She has that on lockdown, y'all. I mean, it is it is automatic with her. So. Um, I hope you got something out of that. I hope you took notes if you were able to, or at least thought about taking notes, (laughs) but don't worry, we will catch up and I'll give you the, um, you know, everything that you should have been taking notes about in the next episode. So you can always go back and do kind of a quick review of that. But man, that whole concept of not being afraid and not shying away from like small deals so that you can then work with them to get a bigger deal out of that especially with with bigger companies like like she said with the the web designer who was hesitant to do logos like just a measly one off logo like no that's you get your foot in the door and then you ask them questions and see what else they need and say, Oh yeah, for sure. I can do that. <laughs> you know, and you figure it out. Like I've heard so many people tell stories like that of just, you know, I, I got in and then I, you know, I, I did something that, you know, I, I wasn't quite ready for yet and I made it happen and I, I did the work and I, you know, just stepped up and I think that's it. You know, like you, you get, make sure that you make that happen. I think that is such an, seems so simple and easy. Um, but, uh, definitely easy to forget for sure. So anyway, if you like that, be sure to uh, to tune in for the next couple episodes after this. I'll be doing a follow-up episode. So this is the learn episode. The next one is the retain episode where I give you like the highlights of everything that I that was just wow to me in this in this uh, episode. Um, and then the next one is going to be all action-based. It's a full-on coaching session with me where I just give you actionable steps and so you can take this stuff and apply it to your business right away. So, um, be sure to just keep on listening and listen to those, uh, at, right after this. And if you want to grab the secret interviews, guys, this is not going to be, uh, something that I'm offering forever, um, just during this, uh, initial launch period. Um, so if you want to get in and hear what all of these experts have to say about taking your business from surviving to thriving. Now would be the time to do it. Okay. Go to soldoutsecrets.com forward slash podcast, and you can sign up right there. Um, and yeah, I hope you guys are enjoying it and I'll see you on the next episode.